Welcome to the Past Life Awakening Institute podcast. I'm Mark Beale, a past life regression therapist and trainer. Each episode shines a light on healers who practice spiritual regression therapies like hypnosis and hypnotherapy with regression to this life, past lives, between lives and spirit releasement therapy. Today my guest is Lucy Bennett. She's a clinical hypnotherapist and an empowerment success coach from the UK based in Spain. You can find her website at lucybennettcoaching.com. Welcome to the podcast, Lucy. Great to see you again. Yeah, great to see you again. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. So quite a few things to talk about. You're an empowerment success coach. You've also been and are still a wedding planner, and now you're a hypnotherapist, and you're using hypnotherapy and some of your success coaching work. So I'm curious, you know, what are the primary therapeutic modalities? Is it hypnotherapy, or how do you integrate that with your coaching work? So the, the hypnotherapy creates the primary part of it. It's the most important part because it's all about that inner transformation, which I've learned that is the most important part to success, creating success. And then the hypnotherapy is supported by success business coaching. Um, so the first month is an intensive month where we go through the main three hypnotherapy sessions. And then there's an additional six month process where we heal through uh, focusing on different chakras in the body and also looking at the different areas of blocks that people have in relation to success. Okay, great. So um, I'm curious, like what are the main types of issues you work with? There's, you know, there's uh, empowerment and success, but then what are the things that get in the way of that? So what would you say the kind of personal professional issues that people bring? Are they thoughts, emotions, something else? Yeah, absolutely. It's emotions, really, and negative thoughts. So negative thought patterns. So needing to kind of change the behavioral side of that, but also negative emotions about themselves. So whether somebody has grown up in a really amazing home, they still may have the not enoughness or the lack of self-love. And that seems to be the biggest block to success. And then following on from that, what I find is that there are other blocks um, for example, I'm working with a client at the moment who has a big block around being seen and heard. So every time she talks about expressing herself, she actually does this, like physically shows me that she has this block in her throat. So it's, it's we're, we're really working through clearing these kind of uh, restrictions that we have on ourselves. Okay. And what are the main types of people that you work with? Are they like business orientated people? Uh, are they sort of spiritually orientated people? Can you even define them into those kind of categories? Or what, what is the kind of person that would, would seek you out for your help? It's somebody who's an entrepreneur who works for themselves. And I think definitely somebody who has a spiritual belief of some sort, like they believe in the process of hypnotherapy. Um, they're curious about it, perhaps, as well as another reason why people would want to work with me. But it's those people that have tried the strategy, they've tried the normal business processes, but they're not getting anywhere. And it's also those people that have been perhaps worked with um, coaches that teach like a masculine way of building a business, but it's still not working for them. Um, one of my current clients expressed to me yesterday how she's frustrated that for two years she's been working on how she should be doing things. And actually, none of it has worked for her because really it's about healing her inside first and also creating more of a flow with the way that she creates success to her personal design and personality. Okay, interesting. And so there does need to be that insight and awareness. And a lot of people can be quite externally or success orientated and but see it as something, you know, it blocks can be external, but to have the insight that there are some inner things that may not be directly connected to my business, but are really indirectly. That's quite a, a good insight. Do you find people have that insight quite naturally or does it take them a little while to figure that out? Do they, do they even consciously know that when they approach you or do they just have a feeling that something's off and then you discover it? Not everybody knows. So uh, one client I have at the moment actually booked me for a business booster session. And we have this two hour business booster session, but within five minutes, I could see that it wasn't what she needed what she really needed was the inner work. And um, it, it had passed actually a couple of months since we did that session to when we started on the hypnotherapy. Um, 
So she had within that time already started to do some inner work herself and our conversation had opened up the awareness of the issues that she had. Um, so it was, it, it's not always that people are aware of it. It might be that they've just been struggling with success or it could be that they've created a certain level of success. So they may have even reached six figures, which is where I was in my business. I'd reached six figures but I'd been doing six figures for five years. I couldn't get beyond it. I had this kind of, this, this block. There was, I just couldn't get over it. So for me, it was all about the self-love and moving beyond that. And that's what I see as well in the women. It's like they're successful, but there's self-sacrifice. They're working too longer hours. Their, their relationships are suffering and all of this kind of like other stuff in their life. So the way that I coach and the way that I approach it is that, we're gonna do it from a holistic point of view. So you, we address your business, but we address you as well. So I even talk to them about routine and healthy eating and exercise as well and meditation and different ways to really attune their whole body and raise their overall vibration. And also using the hypnotherapy to raise their vibration so that they can attract in more success. Okay, really interesting. And so, does that mean that every person that you work with, whether they have the insight or not, you'll do hypnotherapy with pretty much everybody? That's my plan. <laughs> okay. That's my plan. I really want my hypnotherapy to be the, like the anchor, the kind of like the base of what I do. And it to be, because I believe that it creates powerful transformations. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting because, you know, we're like, whether they, sometimes they don't know they need it and discover they do. So then you can give it to them. That's one thing, but maybe the people who only want to do success coaching could only do that. But then if you're saying that, you know, hypnotherapy is so useful that I know everybody can benefit from it. And so then I think it's going to be interesting to go into like how you apply hypnotherapy and what hypnotherapy really means. Because some people who are like really success oriented and maybe haven't got time for that. I just want to get on and do my, my, and, uh, but it's, it's going to be really interesting to see some case studies. So I'm going to ask you about, and we've gone through some examples and it was interesting. So many of your clients had you know, th those patterns you talk about. Women have got certain conditioning, certain circumstances, and just see these same patterns again and again. And you, you figured it out and you're able to really help people with it. Um, but before we get to that, I'm sort of curious about a bit of your background and your healer's path. Like, uh, so you're English, but you're there in Spain. And, and uh, so I'm curious about the culture where you grew up and how you gravitated uh, eventually towards healing and to be where you are now. So I grew up in a small town north of London in the UK and it's um, not the most open-minded type of town. So it's, you know, it's lots of um, housing estates and, you know, people don't have the greatest opportunities there. Ironically, Lewis Hamilton actually comes from there. But I don't know if you've ever heard him talk about coming from the ghetto. <laughs> so that's where I grew up. And it was one of these places that I, I felt quite happy because I'd melded into it all. But my mum was desperate for me to get out. So she sent me three and a half hours away for university, which completely transformed my life. Because I, after that point, I realised that I never really wanted to go back. So I then went to London. Um, I had a a crisis at 24 when my mom died of cancer suddenly we found out 48 hours before she died and in that moment I feel that I was called to my healer's path but I ignored it it was a moment of sort of like enlightenment and instead of going along my healer's path I actually turned to um like Christianity a little bit which is I'd, I'd gone to a Catholic school but I wasn't like religious at all so then I, I literally for, for many years just was blocking this, this path, the healer's path, you know, and living a life of kind of suppressing, suppressing emotions, suppressing the pain that I felt from losing my mum. And it actually took me another 10 years before I started to open up and start with meditation and getting to know myself more. Okay. Okay. And so along that journey, um, one thing I noticed in healers is that it, it's not something that people usually decide when they're like 18 or 21, oh, I'll go and be a hypnotherapist. People normally live lives and, and gather life experiences. And so a lot of people out there watching are thinking, you know, I want to be a healer, but I'm 30, 40, 50, you know, shouldn't I have done this before? 
but I find exactly that situation where maybe I had like signs or possibilities and I didn't take them, but 10 to 20 years later I did. And so, but you pick up uh, really uh, helpful skills along the way that are transferable skills. And so you talk about, you know, even empowerment success coaching and you found, you know, year after year of uh, six figures and finding success in your way. So, so how did that come about? How did you end up in Spain and running this wedding business and uh, make and, and being pretty successful with it? So in 2010, I, uh, after 10 years of kind of doing this blocking thing in my life, I started to open up and actually started my plan for moving to Spain. We tried in 2011, had to come back to the UK. And then in 2013, we'd saved enough money to go to Spain and create our own business. So that is exactly what we did. And it was all about changing the path of my life. So it wasn't about just living in the sun. It was about living a life of freedom. It was about being able to do yoga at whatever time of the day I wanted, being able to meditate, being able to live more in nature, being able to have that freedom to have an incredible life. And it's where I started my kind of journey to the hypnotherapy, but it was still a long way off. You know, it was not, I realized um, like 18 months ago that um, wedding planning and coaching wedding planners wasn't my only purpose. It was through another big crisis that opened up my need to heal myself. It was when I realized that actually didn't matter how much yoga I was doing or meditation, I still was completely broken inside and needed to heal that. And it was through hypnotherapy that I did that healing. So that's another, another crisis. My mother passes away and I really am faced with uh, some, you know, I have to face some realities of life. And then, so what, what, what was it that happened 18 months ago? Can you tell us a little bit about that? So, well, when COVID hit, we completely lost our wedding business. We lo we've lost 18 months of income, which you can imagine is a huge amount. And we had a, a crisis with our dog. He had an accident and he, he died now. I don't have children. So my dogs are like my children. And he was my favorite. So I literally felt like my life, I just wanted my life to end. I just didn't want life anymore. And at that point, everything that I'd ever experienced in my life. So the death of my mom and then the destructive life that I'd lived for 10 years, it all came flooding back. And at that point, I realized that in order to move forward in my life in any way whatsoever, I needed to heal and strengthen myself. So this crisis with the dog had triggered all of this past pain. And I think this is quite a common symptom in people, especially when you're in your 40s, you start to look at your life in a completely different way. Well, I think it starts around mid 30s. We start to review our lives completely differently. We look at our childhoods and we realize that perhaps that wasn't the right way to be brought up, it, you know, and all of the issues that we may have had. And ha having this big crisis, it just brought it open. You know, it just, it tore the wound open big time for me. It yeah. was quite a, a difficult time. Okay. So and that's quite interesting because, you know, whether people know it or not, we've all had uh, conditioning from when we were young, you know, growing up in a certain town that makes us believe certain things uh, either way. You know, you must be, you're in a successful town. You must be successful, as successful as your parents or you're in an unsuccessful place and no one did anything and neither are you. So either way, <laughs> you've, you're, you're, you've got something to uh, push up against. And then we all suffer some sort of trauma or loss in our life. You know, and so, and it's all there. Um, and oftentimes, you know, we deal with it and it's okay. But as you say, sometimes there's that conditioning that's there in the background and it comes up, whether we know it or not, whether we're ready for it or not. And so is that something that you see in your clients as well? That's part of what makes you take a spiritual approach because whether people even know it or not, there are, there are all these events that, that, that are useful for them to deal with and face. And if they don't, there's a lot of other stuff they can do, but that's still there in the background. If you just go and deal with it, you, then you can have major breakthroughs. So did your own experiences help you be more empathetic or more aware of that in your clients? Yeah, absolutely. They really do. And I've worked with people who think that they have not nothing to have hypnotherapy for. You know, I have the perfect childhood. And then you dig in and there's, you know, very kind of simple situations that were very traumatic for that person to the other side where they know they had a difficult time, they know they have a difficult parental relationship, 
and they knew that they needed to do the work you know so there's the two sides of it but definitely that connection to the spirituality is so important and I think that's what kind of clicks with the clients is that if they're connected spiritually in some way then they believe in the hypnotherapy you know yeah okay so I'm quite curious to uh to look at some like specific examples so uh we went through some case studies before so there was a person that we worked with and there's a sort of uh, quite a few people come with like this idea of like living with a lack mentality and feeling dependent on other people feeling unworthy of success for example so is that, a, is, that, is that fair to say that's a key pattern that you just see time and time again? Yeah, I see that time and time again. I'm working with women. So often as women in society, there are different role models that we've seen, you know, like perhaps your mother didn't work and your father supplied everything. So you, you know, you feel kind of disempowered because of that. But literally every, every woman that I've worked with has the feeling of being not good enough and it can be the smallest tiniest triggers from when they were young or even in their you know in their adult life yeah so that's great so those patterns are there within a lot of people and we went through a case study of one particular client of yours who had that living with lack mentality and she said that she was tired of living with fear fear of losing everything fear of not having enough so you know when you work with people as a hypnotherapist you go you have an intake form where they define their issue isn't it and so can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how your process works as a hypnotherapist? So you get intake forms from people and, uh, you know, what's the purpose of the intake form and what, what kind of things do you find when you get intake forms from people? So the intake form helps us establish whether it's the right modality to help them or not. Obviously that's important, um, but it also starts to open up the conversation and starts to get them focusing on the feelings and emotions. Um, with one of the clients that we are discussing, she actually felt that she came to me because she wanted to break through a money block, like a lack around money. But as we went through the intake form and the interview afterwards, which digs even deeper and opens up more and more, we realized that actually it wasn't um, a money issue. It was a fear issue. It was actually related to like fear of death. She had this fear of dying and it was quite a strong feeling because she'd been brought up um, in, in Poland and her parents and Poland was struggling at the time when she was brought up. Her parents struggled to be able to provide her with the milk that she needed because she couldn't have normal milk. So they had to go without in order to supply her with milk. And she had this awareness and this was the first kind of fear that you know if if I don't have money I will die kind of fear that she had it was really quite severe and strong so yeah <laughs> yeah okay that's interesting and so you know you've gone through the the past life awakening uh, hypnotherapist program and that's that's part of the process so before we even get into doing any hypnosis or hypnotherapy with people we really focus in on what are the issues what's the presenting issue and we ask all these questions and then they can get insights just asking, answering those questions and, and writing. But then when you, you, as you say, you're interviewing them and then even before you've started the hypnosis, you've had some big insights and you've gone from, you know, I want to be successful and have money to I, uh, I have to overcome a, a deep sense of lack to that lack is really everything to do with an emotion and a deep emotion like fear and, and it's a life or death kind of a matter. And so that's such a transformation from, you know, I hope I can make more money to I really have to work with some really deep things in my psyche. So that's fascinating that you can get that much done before you even get into a hypnosis session. But then when you do get into a hypnosis session, part of our process is to, instead of, you know, let's focus on, you know, what's the problem, we do a session where we reconnect with a lot of strengths and abilities. So can you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, in this example, what would you have done with uh, this person in a first session? So I actually really love the first session. I've had such great results with it and people have come out of it feeling so good. So this is where we connect to your confidence or peace and, and childhood memories um, as well. So it's all about connecting to happy past memories. Um, and for this client in particular, um, she would connect to these moments that were literally blissful. And she was so happy, like, 
she said more happy than I've felt in years, you know, but one particular one was connecting to a moment where she was part of a dance troupe and they performed on stage and they were all laughing and singing and then won the award in this big competition. And she was so happy and she was dancing and she felt like full of life. And um, she, she really loved connecting to this. And actually after the session, she reconnected with dance and she spent the whole afternoon dancing, <laughs> but also started to find a dance um, class in her area that did the type of dance that she did when she was 14 and she's in her mid thirties now. So it reignited a passion, a childhood passion that she had in her life. And what I find so wonderful about these memories that we bring them to is that the next day or that afternoon, they can then connect to those memories like they were yesterday, not a lost memory, a, lo a memory lost in time, which is what it is before this session. It's a memory lost in time. And actually even yesterday, a client said to me, wow, I totally forgotten about that. You know, it's, it's usually something that they don't remember. So it's very powerful. Yeah, interesting. And it's sort of interesting what you don't do as well. You didn't say, okay, let's think of ways you can make more money or let's think of uh, ways that we can overcome this fear. It was, let's take a, a bit to give yourself credit for the abilities that you have to, to reconnect with that blissful good feeling you haven't had for a long time. And then even within that, I remember from that, uh, from you telling me about that session that you know, we asked them to connect with these good feelings and she does and she feels amazing. And that's an afterglow that stays with her for the the days and weeks afterwards. But it was also within that, she remembered feeling really good at the dance school, but she also remembered feeling like angry with her parents for not allowing her to follow her heart and go on and become a dancer in her life. So, you, you know, you ask for a good feeling, but you're gonna, you get a complex mixed one. And that eventually is gonna lead us into the therapy and the negative emotions that we wanna deal with. But uh, is that something that you find happens often? Yes. Yes, it, it does. It happened yesterday. And um, it's great because obviously after doing the work with you, I can start to see the pattern. And actually it was, it was like um, a reassurance, like the dance troupe situation. It's like, you have got this ability. You have got this power. You can take your power back. The power that we have as a young person before life takes it all away from us almost you know before conditioning knocks it out of us that that kind of you know you see a little girl like spinning around dancing doesn't care what anybody thinks and that is something really powerful to reconnect with as a woman because it's like but the bad relationship took that away the being told to sit quietly the being told to not be so loud you know so that's wonderful, but then that reconnect to a negative, it kind of brings us to where the challenge, the challenge in that moment was, or where they started to block their true self in their life. And I believe with that client in particular, that was what happened. After that moment, she went downhill in terms of her happiness, because she had to follow an academic path instead of going to dance school. So she really felt that. And from that moment onwards, her life changed. She said that she had been a depressed person. So, and yesterday was very similar. We had a similar scenario. She was so confident and so happy. And then something happened and it completely changed the way she felt about herself. Like her self-confidence had gone yeah, so that's great. So, I mean, what Lucy's describing is really a, a wonderful uh, exa textbook example of how this three-part hypnotherapy process works. So it's not, you know, come in and tell me about all the pains and problems in your life, you know, when you were young, you know, it, it's uh, really reconnect with abilities that you have and that you can bring forward. And, you know, and then it can have the wisdom to have the insight that, oh, there's some other things to deal with. And that sort of leads in really nicely. Okay, we'll pick up and where we left off in session two. And so you can remember the, these little childhood things with parents, but then in session two, I remember you, and by the way, we're all doing regression here. So you're not doing suggestion-based therapy where you say, 
you feel that you have a block now you don't have a block you we, we don't give we don't tell them how to think we're really eliciting their inner wisdom and that inner wisdom comes through vivid stories that have teaching lessons and parables or uh, communicate vividly to them uh, and so for example in the second session there was a time eight years ago she's now an adult woman but it was just after her divorce and it was just a simple moment she's sitting in her flat she's scared telling herself she can do it but there's a heaviness in her chest and it feels like she's having a panic attack and so you're regressing her back to this time and so what's up uh, and so can you tell us a little bit about you know how things transpire in that second session and what you what you do with that yeah, absolutely. There was this interesting thing with her was that she believed that her life has this eight year pattern. She feels like the crisis hits every eight years because COVID had hit her business, like my business as well, because we work in the same industry. Um, so, but within this moment, she felt this fear, this constriction in her chest and this pain and this kind of desperation. Um, she was able to use the own her own resources that she had learned throughout that time to be able to overcome it but we we through regression she was able to tell us that the first time that she had experienced this was um with a snake in the countryside when she was 13 years old and that was the first time she'd had a panic attack <clears throat> so it was like a pattern with fear relating to the panic attacks Right, brilliant. And so that's part of what we're doing is where uh, she spontaneously went back to being nine years old with uh, the dance, uh, even and, and a good feeling, and it did turn a little bit bad, which, you know, I'm disappointed, but then we intentionally regressed to a bad time. And that was eight years ago, but then we can, uh, then we regress to an initial time that can uh, let us understand more about the cause of this issue so that we can then apply uh, a healing. But the thing that you don't do as well is that you didn't just jump in and say, oh, you're having a panic attack. I've got to heal that or stop feeling that or it's okay or try and move away from that. You didn't. You sat with it. You learned from it. And then you followed it back to other similar times. So I think that's really important. We know that we're going to get to a therapeutic resolution in the third session and we'll do some therapy in the second session, but not before we've gathered this information. So as you say, there was this frozen in fear with a snake at an earlier time that sort of felt uh, very similar. But then she can realize that, you know, is the snake a real danger? And it feels real, but, uh, but is it? And, and so how did you deal with, is it then like dealing with an inner child or reframing that? How, what was it like in this particular case, do you recall? In this particular case, we reframed it. We rewrote the story so that she recreated the story in, um, in the session and she saw it out differently. It was a different outcome. So that, because after she'd seen the snake, <clears throat> she'd gone home and she, as we roll the story forward in the hypnotherapy session, so the first part was the snake. I roll the story forward and she was at home, but even at home, she was having an irrational fear of the snake that was causing panic attack. So she wouldn't put her feet on the ground. She wouldn't come down to dinner. So, we rewrote that story. She had to play it out in a different way so that she could feel about differently about the situation and release the fear around the situation. So that's great. And so that's the second session where you're able to uh, reframe and rewrite things to a degree. Uh, and so then what happened? So then you've got a third session where we look to do a therapeutic resolution. But we also look to see if there are more uh, issues, more pains and, and concerns. And you did find that even after these two sessions of healing, you end up bringing some things up. So she mentioned that after the session, despite all the work that we, the good work that you've done, she had feelings of anxiety and fear that have got a bit worse even before coming back for that third session. And that can happen. Um, and it, in a way, it's really that you've touched on something important and that uh, the time to then deal with that is in this third session. Can you, so can you tell us a little bit about how that transpired? Yeah, so the third session, actually took her back or she took us back to a moment where she was three years old on, on holiday and she had taken herself to the beach and her parents couldn't find her and her mother was so distraught that she was screaming at her how could you do this you've let me down so very emotional and putting and and obviously blaming the child for like running away um and 
within that moment, she realized that there was this pattern that her mum had created, like that was her mum's behavior in situations then throughout her life. But this was the first moment that it happened. And because she um, was quite a fragile baby, the parents had this extra fear for her. You know, they'd, they'd, they'd committed so much to just keeping her alive and making her survive. And then at three, she runs off. And that she was so terrified in that moment. She said she felt complete. She was three, so she was very young, but she said that she felt um, like she'd completely let them down, that she couldn't be trusted, that she couldn't trust herself. So many powerful things that if, unless you know in a child work, you would never think that a three-year-old could feel those emotions. So that's great. And so you're still gathering a narrative. You're still getting information and stories. So when we started off, uh, you know, she can be aware of things eight years ago or when she was nine years old or when she was young. But then again, we're still getting this thing of when she's three. And did she have any conscious uh, memory of that as being a significant thing? No, not at all. She didn't at all. And actually this individual, I've, I've regressed her back to being uh, a baby, you know, being a tiny baby. We've done, I've done quite a lot of work with her. And yeah, so we've had some incredible experiences together. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fascinating, isn't it? You know, we say, say, said right at the beginning, you know, do people come and say, I want to do some hypnotherapy as part of my success coaching or do they have that insight? And even the ones who are, but no one's going to come to you and say, there's an event that happened when I was three, that's really affecting me and my income earning capacity that I don't know about, but I need to deal with. Like no one can say that. However, no. that is, you know, you know, that a lot of people, so many people have this, that it's worthwhile doing it with everybody. And whether it's this, uh, this definitely and definitively relevant or not, it's still useful. And it's often just absolutely critical. And so then you're able to find this. And so then once you do that, uh, you know, you've, and as you say, you've regressed to a number of scenes now in their life that tell them about a number of things they supported them, the parents supported and helped them and nourished, nurtured and nourished them and took them to dance practice. So that's great. But they didn't let them be a dancer. And they gave them milk as much as they could. And they didn't starve to death but they still felt lack. And then we've got the situation where, you know, she just wandered off and her parents freak out. And then the parents are kind of teaching her how to be afraid. And so prior to the session, she was like, oh, I've got so much fear and anxiety. And, you know, this is all coming up now. And so this is something that can happen is if you're a therapist, particularly, and you do two sessions of really great therapy and you think everything's great. And then your client comes and says, oh, you know, I've been freaking out this week. You can think, oh no, it's gone wrong. This is really tough. I don't know if I can handle it, but just stick with the process. So we teach this process and you've been applying it brilliantly. And, and, and so you, you get to an ultimate root cause informed by all the other ones. And so then we get to go to this process where we now do some real therapeutic resolutions and we can move away from the individual uh, situations that we regress to and we can take out the core people. So at that stage, you took the mother and it's like some inner child work or some forgiveness work where, you know, in the space of their empowered imagination, they can have their mother there in the chair and, and communicate with them uh, or father. So can you tell us a little bit about how you, you go about applying these resolutions and, and with this person? Yeah, so after we've regressed to an extra memory, because sometimes there's not a new memory that comes up within the third session, but with um, this client, there were quite a few. So, so in the third session, we um, see if there's more scenes that we need to go to in order to help with the healing. And then after that, we move to um, the forgiveness section where we we call into a chair the person that they want to forgive, the person that has caused the causative issue, caused the issues for them. And within this session, they have the opportunity to have an open, honest discussion with this parent, this person, sorry, without feeling unsafe with, in a way that they can say exactly what they want to say and express themselves fully. They can give forgiveness, they can ask for forgiveness, they can do all of the processes that work. Um, and I found that this is extremely powerful for the clients, extremely powerful. How did that particular case come to a conclusion and, and what happened afterwards for them? 
there was actually a lot of self-forgiveness that needed to happen as well. And I think this is a really important part um, because often in life, we feel that it's everybody else. But actually, I think the bottom line is that it comes down to forgiving ourselves as well, whether we've had guilt or shame that we need to like get over and, and forgive. So with her, we did a, a, a big part of self-forgiveness as well asking for forgiveness from certain people, but self-forgiveness too. And um, yeah, since then she's felt good and relationships have improved with her partner. Um, her level of patience is better. Her level of fear is lower, but even more revealing is that she finally got home to her parents after COVID, not having been able to travel for 18 months. And she said to me, um, I have to tell you about how it was with my parents. It was so different. Like the whole relationship has changed. Um, so it was really powerful. And unfortunately, it's very sad. Her father's actually got cancer at the moment and he's on, you know, on the on a on a his kind of last path. So it's very, very sad. So the fact that she could have done this session, done all of the forgiveness to her parents forgiven her father and then come to see them now in a completely different way with a completely different feeling inside of her. It has just changed the relationship, but also it's been able to transform those final moments that she has with her father, which is so powerful. Well, that's a great story. And so uh, there's that aspect there where, you know, you start off wanting to improve your business and she was also a wedding planner and her, her bookings went up and, she felt free and good after that. And, and now, yeah, exactly as you say, so you started off saying, you know, I had this, uh, my mother passed away and that really made me look at life. And that was part <clears> of the beginning of my healing journey. And, you know, you think, you know, what value can we as hypnotherapists provide people? And, you know, yes, we can help them you know, it's, uh, achieve uh, income and freedom and success. And, and that's great. And to also, as part of that process, remember, uh, some of the key things that are important in life and, you know, and resolve things with your parents before they pass. And it's just such a valuable experience to be able to have that, you know, while they're still around. So that's wonderful. And there was also a part that you did in the session, which is, you know, we can regress people to the past, but we don't just work on their problems. We reconnect with the, the positive uh, resources. And we don't just go after the basic presenting issue of, you know, the external outcomes that I want. There are these sort of emotional and spiritual outcomes that come up, but then we also do some future progression. And so I remember this client uh, of yours uh, really got into this future progression and she went a few, a uh, few weeks, few months, few years ahead. And so tell us a little bit about what, what that's, what that's like doing some future progression with people. Um, it's amazing. I love it. And um, I'm actually, what I'm doing now with the process is we're doing the future progress session. And then the week, a week later, I'm doing like a VIP day with them so that they can bring all of these dreams to life. But in this particular moment, she, the, the, the visions were just brilliant. She was doing what she loved. She was earning the money she wanted. She had a house in the mountains where they could go because she loves nature. Um, she could go on holiday whenever she liked. She visualized being on holiday. She visualized her and her husband traveling even without her daughter, you know, like her daughter was old enough to, to be with her friends. And she even visualized being um, a grandma and having her daughter there with her daughter's own children. Oh, makes me wanna cry. Yeah. <laughs> makes me wanna cry, it's so emotional. and. Having doing these future progressions with people, you could say, oh, how do you know it's their future timeline? It's their future life. But actually, I've done my own future progressions as well with with your, you know, with your working with you on the course. And and I see my future self and I know that it's part of me that exists on a different timeline at the same time. And this is the whole point. It's like I'm not sure if everyone's into universal energy and, and these kind of things, but the universe has there is no there is no time in space or, or space and time so it's all happening at the same time these timelines are all running at the same time so being able to see 
ourselves in the future is really just another version of ourselves that is happening now. So those possibilities are endless and showing people these possibilities completely transforms the way that they act. So one client, one week after doing the future success session, launched a new business because she'd been on stage empowering women in this session. And this was reassurance enough for her to realize that that is truly what she wanted to do. So now she is a, a wedding business coach. <laughs> and um, yeah, and it was just, it was just unbelievable. I was like, you're doing what? <laughs> oh my God. And then another client I spoke to two weeks after, and she said, I said, how are things? She said, yeah, yeah, it's been okay since, you know, I'm managing relationships with my family really well. And actually she'd gone post COVID again to see family and had a situation with her father, which she was able to manage, which before she couldn't manage, it broke her down. So this is the thing. And, and she said, I said, how have things been? I've been so busy. I've written the outline of four books this week. <laughs> So I'm shocked at the results that we get. It's, it's overwhelming how incredible and how powerful the results are. Yeah, that reminds me. I had a guy come in. He said, I need some help with my stuttering. I think I'm going to get fired from my job. And he came back the week later. And I said, how are things? He's like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, oh, what do you mean? He's like, oh, you know, I got promoted to team leader. I'm like, What? That's ridiculous, but exactly. You just you know, the shocking uh, speed at which people can progress, and and within that time as well, he'd forgotten how far away he was from that goal, you know, and how and uh, and things can turn around incredibly quickly. But I also yeah. really like that, you know, we started off talking about, you know, there's uh, there's an inner pain, uh, some conditioning, you know, there's a child that needs healing within us, which is true and valid. But as we go through this process, we also acknowledge there's an not just a hurt inner child that needs to be healed. There's a really strong inner child that's amazing. And, and then you can help the relationships with, you know, your parents. But we keep going and, and that future progress. And I love the fact your one became a grandma because yes, my, my dad's going to die and pretty soon. But I'm going to grow. I'm, we also know a universal energy. None of us last forever, but the universe does. And I'm going to grow up and die. And um, but I'm going to be a grandma first and I've got my daughter and I've got my granddaughter. So rather than worried about, you know, me and what my parents wouldn't let me do. Now I'm the matriarch. I'm the grandmother and I can look back on the great life that I've had. And some of the other conclusions she came to, she feels she can trust in life and, and that there's a plan there and that she doesn't have to feel uh, scared in the moment and that the future looks good, whatever it is. And I think that's really important because a lot of this is, you know, uh, yes, my, my, my future is successful and I have my business, but that means that I can look after my family and live the life that I want to live and, and do the things that I want to do. And if I want to do yoga, I can. If I want to play with the grandchildren, I can. I can do it in a nice place and that's great. But there's, so within that, there's a financial success. There's a, um, a mental success and there's a real emotional and spiritual success because there's a real spiritual maturity that comes with that. You're no longer the hurt little girl. You're the, the grandmother who, who, who had a great life and they can see and experience that in your sessions with you guiding them. So I think, I think it's uh, really, uh, really great. Yeah, it really is. And you can feel like when you have that future session, like for me now, my future memories are here. You know, they are in the future, but they're just there and I can see it. I can feel it, you know, even like future life memories, you know, and it's like, it's like a happy story. It's, it's so nice. And what, do, what difference does that make for you in the moment? It, it empowers me. It empowers me. It makes me know that I can achieve what I want to achieve. Yeah. And that anything is possible. And this is, even after our, like, I've just started with a couple of new clients on a Tuesday. And last week was the first session. And I do the interview a week, a different week now. So within that week, within that one week, they came back and they said, yeah, I feel like anything is possible now, even after the first conversation. Right. Because okay, it was so deep. I really, I give a good hour and a half to it now and I don't match it with the hypno session to really get some power out of it. Yeah, I think that's really useful. That, that foundation uh, is super important. 
I think a lot of people can rush in and just do some hypnosis to the problem. And I think that's, yes. that's about, you should be doing that halfway down the line, not at the beginning. And I yes. think that's a real big difference between, you know, a profoundly spiritual successful experience and something which, you know, there are just, so I think this, this process that we're using is so helpful. So going through this, are there some key principles that you've identified? There are some key patterns and problems like, are there some key resolutions that you see like you know, forgiveness or being lovable or what are some of the antidote greater truths that you find that people connect with and then are empowered by? Yeah. Forgiveness and self-acceptance, being able to also empower themselves to set boundaries. That's been quite a big thing with a lot of the women. Um, and that has helped them in their current relationships as well. So being able to set a boundary sounds like a really simple thing, but it actually is transformative in your life massively. Really, it's in a way it's it's giving yourself your power back. It's saying to yourself, you are good enough to say no or to say to people, this is my way that I want to be or, or my plan for for working or or fun, you know, whatever it may be. But that's been really all of these things are just empowering you know, they, they're transformative. Yeah. I think that's a really great point. I think there are a lot of people who feel that they've got boundaries in certain areas, but there are a lot of sneaky ways in which people can not have boundaries and not know that they don't. And to be really clear on that and to be really clear with other people and you're exactly right. And that's not just, you know, boundaries about how I can be contacted by clients at work. It's, it's boundaries and the way that I want to live in every aspect of my life. And and that, that's just such a positive feedback loop where you just get a virtuous cycle where everything comes together, not just the one thing they wanted to work on with you. So, so this is a wonderful journey that you've been on. Uh, personally, you know, you've had those experiences and now you're able to help and heal uh, other people. So what would you say doing this kind of healing work has given you or taught you? It's taught me to be non-judgmental, <laughs> but it is, it's helped me and myself to heal more, to build, peel back more layers, and also to kind of persevere with my healer's path and grow in my healer's path. Um, I have been training in Reiki as well since we last spoke, and past life therapy is on my to-do list before October. So for me, it's like, I just wanna grow and experience more, learn more, to become a better healer and a better coach to help people really create true success in their lives. But for, it's, it's raised my energy levels. It's raised my kind of vibration, my energetic vibration. So that as a professional, I actually have more success coming into my life as well. So that's a nice thing. Interesting. I think a lot of people sometimes think or even feel and tell me, you know, I do emotional healing work. But at the end of the day, I'm so drowned because Mark, I'm so empathetic and I feel the, the negative emotions of my clients. And I say, you're doing empathy wrong. <laughs> I don't feel the negative feelings of my clients. I feel all the blissful, amazing, empowered feelings. And at the end of the day of working with a lot of people through the emotional pains, I feel fantastic <laughs> because I've been able to tune into all of their past positive reconnecting resources and to, and to see the antidote emotions come in I, I, I feel that very strongly. And yes, we do deal with a lot of pain, panic attacks, you know, all of these uh, things that can be heavy and difficult, but the process that we uh, go through means that they don't stick on us and they don't weigh us down. So I think that's an important thing. I think maybe some therapists, um, I mean, I know they, they say to me, I don't know if I really want to be and do this training with you, Mike, because I don't know if I really want to deal with other people's problems. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm energetically able to do it. I try and do all these clearing things. And it's still, I still feel way down. And it's not about clearing for me. It's just about having techniques that really focus on uh, these, uh, the positive resources that people do have and, and trusting and knowing that their inner wisdom is going to kick in and do so much for them. You don't have to get stuck on their pain and go directly to that. You're just really connecting with inner wisdom. And that is so refreshing and, and enlivening uh, and uh, to do as a therapist. So I, that's how I feel about it. It sounds like you've connected with that as well. And that's partly through the, the process that we follow, which I think is really great. So 
was there something you would tell people who are looking at doing or anything else you'd tell people who are looking at doing uh, healing work if they want to do the kind of thing that you're doing yeah I just it's just such an amazing thing to be part of an amazing thing to be able to do because at the end of the day all of us no matter what life we've had or background we've had we we could do with this you know everybody needs to be healed like I truly believe that we can all benefit from it and if it if it's not about success for you it will be about happiness because you know people come to me to create more success but actually a side effect of that is that their relationships are better they're happier their sex lives improve you know like everything gets better for them like it's all of these things it's your whole life gets better it is a full life transformation so oh I'm, I forgot to mention one of the things that I have personally started to do since doing this process is go roller skating <laughs> because it's helped me connect with my inner child as well. So it's it's by having this awareness of the positivity with the clients, it really has helped me to experience life in a different way too. Beautiful. So that's great. It's great. I love that every area of life can benefit. It's a really holistic approach. So if people want to work with you, how can people reach out to you? Uh, how do you start the process? So what would you tell people who think, wow, Lisa's great. I want to work with her. So I would, um, they can send me an email to lucybennettcoaching at gmail.com and Bennett is with two N's and two T's. And the first step for me would be to have a little chat with them, just a little chat to see what issues they want to talk about and to see whether it's the right modality for them, whether the, the kind of the success path that I would take them along would be the right thing for them. And then... If it is, I would send them the um, the interview, the, the questionnaire to fill out, and then we would move into the process. And the process starts with an intensive 44-day program to help to reprogram your habits and your routine, as well as doing the deep hypnotherapy work that is going to give you this massive transformation. Um, and then we top that off at the end of the 44 days with a VIP day to talk about how you're going to create success going from that. And then we have a six month transformational program, which continues the healing work and continues like combining healing work with strategy and, but from a very feminine flow perspective. That sounds amazing, Lucy. Thanks so much for telling us about it. So I really encourage people who are interested in hypnotherapy and success work to, to work with Lucy and to check her out. So you can go to her website. But for now, thank you. Great to see you again, Lucy. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much. It's been great to be here. Thanks for listening or watching. To find out more about my guest, see the links in the description for details. If you're interested in having personal sessions or certification training in hypnosis or hypnotherapy or regression to this life, past lives, between lives or spirit releasement therapy, then visit my website, thepastlifeawakeninginstitute.com for details. Thanks so much for watching or listening and see you next time.